right to the roots podcast hey hello and welcome to episode six of right to the roots podcast we're actually there finally <laughs> in person both of us in person well yeah, yeah. virtually but uh yeah, well, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back jay after missing you thank last you week. mate yeah uh, i did miss I, I missed a banger a proper banger my goodness how good was michael emmett no fantastic. holy crap he, he developed a nice affinity with you as well dan like you definitely seem to get along with him and um yeah no he definitely seemed like a really cool dude um, I can't wait to have him back. I love the fact that, you know, towards the end of the episode, he was saying himself, oh, yeah, you know, you have to get me back, Dan, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's a real shame I missed him. But obviously, the fact that he's going to return is very helpful. Sorry, I'm just uh, swiping my glasses. There we go. Okay, <laughs> no. cool. Well, it's good to have you back. Yeah, thank but, you. Uh, as I say, episode six, we're here and we've got a very special guest today, someone that um, I can say... I've grown very fond of actually in the, the recent weeks after many conversations. Uh, it's a very affable chap, uh, someone from the States. So bless him for his time today. I mean, it's it's 9, 9 a.m. over in the States. So uh, he's done us a big favour. I'd like to welcome on the singer of 616. Welcome, Matt. Hello, my man. <laughs> How are you doing? doing? doing over there? Yeah, all good, man. All good. Yeah, it's a nice, relaxing uh, 3 p.m uh afternoon here bit bit gloomy but uh it's good yeah well you got to keep it gloomy and doomy well that's oh, of course yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the, the way of the uk over. yeah exactly <laughs> it's always doom and gloom man that, that's 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 how the birth of metal was created doom and gloom <laughs> and rain <laughs> absolutely and well we always need that rain man too yeah and but you know and the snow lightning and snow so. well yeah the the core elements <laughs> yeah the, the the true core elements for for any for any good piece of metal um yeah lightning and snow i st- I, I stole that uh uh name from uh one of my favorite bands uh they're called woods of april and from up north canada oh and, okay uh, oh. yeah they, yeah they know all about the northern cold i'm sure you guys have uh how's the weather over by you guys i mean usually it's uh it's quite overcast we don't get much snow um no. down in england you always get that more up in the scottish highlands and stuff but um yeah no usually it's just overcast quite rainy uh it doesn't really get too hot doesn't really get too cold we kind of sit in a nice little butter zone in the middle you know in comparison to some friends and family that we have over the globe like i've got family in alaska so they're constantly in crazy harsh conditions you know Dude, I, I was just talking to my friend who's actually from alaska oh, and yeah. Like I just talked to him earlier today. Uh, his name is Matt, and, oh, and nice. same fucking name as me. Matt and so Matt having a chat. <laughs> Matt and Matt having a chat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. They got crazy weather, and it's always like some days they get total, total fucking sun. Like yeah, ugh. yeah, and, and sometimes they have. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know exactly when it happens and how long it happens for, but I know that they get periods of time where it's daylight for days on end yeah yeah that's what you like they gotta buy to put over their like windows like you know drapes and stuff so they can get some sleep because they never know what time it is yeah exactly yeah it must become really kind of kind of strange you know really i don't know like i can't imagine what that must be like 
you know, because again, like you said, you don't know what time it is. It's just that everything just kind of bright white constantly and yeah, yeah madness. All hmm. right. So how about <laughs> the world of a little bit of 616? Yes, so tell us where 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 did 616 begin? 616 began in around 2018, 2019. Um, this was before I used to be in a band. We were called Eden at the time, but then I took like a, a year break. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I was like, dude, you know, like this DJ came out and um, his name was Eden too. And I was like, I need to find something better than this. So 616 originated because of uh, I really wanted to put a lot of love metal out, dedicated, you know, you know, my influences are from him, Ozzy Osbourne, all that shit. Mm-hmm. But like, so 616, I don't know. I, you know, if you look up, like a lot of people think 666 is the real number of the beast. And they would be mistaken. Six, in 2005, they found uh, manuscripts and it's actually 616. That's the number of the beast. Not that I hail the devil, man, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I just thought it was a super, and it's super easy because the reason why I wanted a number for the band is because it's going to be one of the first things that, like, if you go through your playlist, it'll pop up because that's not, yeah, that's genius, actually. That's some clever marketing, yeah, very clever. <laughs> that's why I did it. So, and then because, uh, there was a band called, uh, well, well, they're still around. Uh, they're dear friends of mine. They've recorded me before, but they're called CKY. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bam Margera's brother's band. Yeah. And, well, every time they did a song called A Number One Roller Rager. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that would be the first song that would pop up on the playlist. So I was like, if I just go to just a complete number, <laughs> that I maybe I can beat that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you try trying your best. Yeah, just, just number. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, but, yeah. And um, you know, I've worked with you know Bam on songs as some a lot of people. That's the reason why you know a lot of people know me is because of him. He's like a big brother to me. You know, yeah, he, he's yeah. like he's one of the coolest <clears throat> people and. Uh, he's going through a little bit of stuff right now, but he's getting a lot better. Beautiful. Well, it's beautiful that he's getting a lot better. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's really good to hear, to be honest. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, I talk with a lot of the Derns uh, with skateboarding and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff to really dig. But uh, then, you know, working with the guy of Woods Apri, the Green Album was a blast because his name is Brian and we did the cover of wet leather. It was me, Brian, and a couple of my friends and Bam Margera. We just, you know, Bam Margera turned me onto that band. And I was like, after I heard death is not an exit, I was like, I want to fucking do this, man. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> cool, man. Do you find um, that the knowing Bam or, or, you know, I know you said before and you're from around that area, do you find that that's helped push 616 in the right direction? Like having that little bit of a booster behind you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, I mean, you know, one of my, how can I put this the best way? How, and then, you know, how I've worked with members of him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've worked with gas lipstick, you know, when, uh, 
how everyone really got to know me is when Bam saw the music video of my song called One Way to Love. Okay. Um, he was like, this is actually like amazing, dude. And, and, he, and he posted it. And then my, man, my old manager, Charlie, he ended up hitting me up. And within 24 hours, I know before, like, it was crazy. Like in 24 hours, we had Gas Lipstick agreeing to drum on my song. So he just... He did the drums, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And he recorded <laughs> at legendary Finbox Studio in Finland, and yeah, and yeah. The, the, and the guy's a legend. And, yeah. And then yeah. you got Bam Bear on it. You know, it, it, it was just awesome, and it's still in the charts in the Apple charts now. Um, we were at forty-two yesterday, but a lot of my songs that I've written mm -hmm. always hit number one or always stayed in the charts. That's brilliant. So you're doing well then, man. Yeah, very well. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. And another thing is, is you know, that brought a lot of attention to a lot of people because I ended up working with a very like he's he's pretty famous. His name is Pascal Payne. Okay. And he's from Canada and he filmed four music we knocked out four music videos in Las Vegas in three days. Wow. That's I mean that's hectic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, and <clears throat> a lot of people ended up just loving the hell out of him. But like, I kind of laugh at him because they're like the stupid sh shower scene <laughs> that I do in this song called "Dead and Beloved." Like, there's the shower scene. He was like, "Yeah, just wear your boxers in the shower when you go." And I was like, "Fuck you! I'm going balls ass naked." Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gonna you do go... something, do it right, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's almost yeah. going full method on it there. He was like, well, yeah. fuck that. I'm in character. I'm going for it. Yeah. Why yeah, the fuck exactly, not? <laughs> exactly. Once that camera starts rolling, you know, you're like, let's go. Let's get it. You know? And it was just funny. Me being in uh, Las Vegas in the shower having <laughs> my naked ass fucking. <laughs> that's an album cover there, man. Yeah. That's an album cover or sleeve. Just, just, just your, your naked ass. Just like, yeah, 616 branded on the back. Typo Negative did some crazy album covers, you know? Mm. Typo Negative, I mean, you know, there's one where they could think he's going into pussy on the fucking album cover. <laughs> Something like <Yeah>. that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always room for a bit of crazy shit, man. Yeah. You know, the world's your oyster. Well, you, you know... If, if you're not doing something somewhat crazy, you know... And, but, you know... Then it's not fucking rock and roll. I still have yet to wait to throw a TV off the fucking window of a hotel. That can be arranged. <laughs> Next time you're in the UK, give me a call. We'll throw a TV out of a fucking window. There you go. Job done. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to do something like that, but uh, never had the chance. But, you know, when I was in the hotel with, you know, uh, the videographer Pascal, I faked playing dead on the fucking floor. <laughs> Because we were drinking so many Coronas. <laughs> I think he comes walking in back into the hotel and uh, I'm just laying there on the floor. I fake playing dead. And he actually <laughs> thought I was dying. He was like shaking me. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's brilliant. And then, yeah. And then, you know, I just begged, now we're going to go, you know, to the bar. And, you know, we're going to go do this and that. But uh, no, you know, like there's, there's, if you don't have humor when it comes to rock and roll or anything like that, then it's no fun. Yeah, no, I get that. There's, um, I don't know, you, there's some facade to it sometimes where people think it's just got to be some crazy sort of 
like macho bullshit sometimes with the appearance of a, say a rock and roll singer or a front man and all the other stuff. But if you're not taking the piss out of yourself, having a little bit of humor or fun with it, then what's, what's the point? What are you gaining? You know, anyone right. can stand up and, and, you know, wear, wear an open denim jacket, have, have like a, a six pack on show, have women around them or whatever it is they prefer for that, that type of persona. But if you, if, you know, if you can be looked upon and, and people are like, that guy's fucking hilarious as, as well as being a good singer and as well as doing this and that, then you've, you've got the whole mixed bag there really. So. Well, you know, I'm trying to do my best and, you know, and then you my biggest accomplishment that I'd have to see in my life is signing the Cleopatra. Yeah, right. man. Well done. Well done on that. I mean, those guys are legendary. It's been, they've been around for 30 years now. And mm. then uh, I, I was in L.A. for their Christmas party. And uh, it's at the Viper Room in, in Los Angeles. And that's, oh, you yes. know, one of the most legendary places ever. You know, it was just right down the strip. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the rainbow was just down the street and all that stuff. Now it was just like standing in there being like, what Holy the fuck? fuck? <laughs> like, it, <laughs> Like what the hell is going on right now? Place was packed, and uh, I just hate getting on airplanes and going places. You know, mostly I've been on two flights, and I don't know if this is bad luck, but <laughs> where you get onto the flight and then they go, "Oh yeah, the engine's not running that good." It's like what? <laughs> where the hell we can? What? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's that's rock and roll, man. When when you start hearing that shit, and you're like, oh, "Am I on a plane that's going down?" Yeah. No, no, I'd I'd end, I'd end up just asking, you know, the lady on the plane. It's just like, give me like three of your little shooters of whiskey, so I can sleep, man. <laughs> just hope for the best. Oh fucking hell, I love it. Just give then, me some small I, shots. And then when I was on the plane, I fell asleep on the guy's shoulder, and he got pissed off. <laughs> oh well i didn't get one of those pillows for my neck so uh no but there's been so much going on and we you know i'm coming out with a new record called head over evil heels and yeah 13 songs you know and uh and then there's also going to be a a seven inch single coming out cinderella valentine yep we got that coming out on vinyl so that's going to be really cool and like you know what's crazy is people don't buy fucking CDs anymore. It, it's oh. all vinyl. Yeah, yeah it's, back it's to vinyl. Fun. Yeah, yeah. The world's okay. taking a turn. Yeah, or everything's digital. Digital like, and vinyl, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's why I've been always just launching singles on on digital until the vinyl drops. But it's it's been taken. You know, the music industry got hit with COVID so fucking bad. Yeah. That. Like there was a point where I couldn't even be in the studio for like months because of the shit. Yeah. And I ended up catching COVID. And uh that was probably one of the worst things I've ever been through. I mean, it was like two weeks of constant coughing. Can't you couldn't even barely even breathe. You'd just be like sitting there. And you know, I had to call 911 for my dad, like. Like he couldn't fucking breathe. They were they had to put him on oxygen and shit. Thank God I didn't have to go through that. Yeah. I mean, so how is it over there? Are you guys on lockdown or is it um, free and open? So things have opened up recently. Mm-hmm. Um our Prime Minister Boris Johnson has just announced uh pretty much he's pretty much scrapped every single legal requirement. So yeah. <laughs> um 
including the the need to self-isolate. So obviously um, with the variant Omicron, we seem to be thankfully moving towards something that's more akin to uh, the everyday flu or the common cold um, rather than something that's wipes people out you know i i caught covid myself i was pretty wiped out i wasn't quite that bad i wasn't struggling to breathe but i was i was written off and it was over christmas as well which wasn't too nice but yeah um obviously we've been through the lockdown yep. we had we had three lockdowns one of them yeah. was over 100 days uh, was it uh, it was either close to or over 100 days in total um that third lockdown um and you know we've had the mask mandates and we've had the the no crowds at sporting events and then the limited capacity and we've tried the the vaccine passports where you need to have something on your phone in order to get into somewhere and then track and trace will tell you if anyone you were in contact with you know has developed the symptoms or whatever and then you need to get tested and so on and so forth yeah but it all seems to be loosening up now which is good because I mean, obviously, like any cold and flu type virus, any respiratory virus, it's always going to be worse during the winter months. And now, obviously, we're pushing through the winter and we're approaching spring. Hopefully, things will loosen up. Um, and we've just, I guess we've all just got to keep our fingers crossed that there isn't going to be a, another variant that could potentially be dangerous, well, more dangerous or as dangerous as, you know, previous variants or, you know, Um but yeah, no, everything seems to be kind of heading in the right direction. And I just hope that the same can be said elsewhere in the world, because obviously some places are, it's looking a lot more bleak than it is here, like Canada, for example. And, you know, Canada, they're having all these riots and stuff over there. Yeah. No, it's so. getting a bit hectic there. Yeah, it's a bit nuts. It's like um, some people are on obviously one side of the fence some people are on the other side of the fence and the problem is is there's there's dickheads on both sides of the fence yeah. you know you've got you've got decent people that are protesting you've got decent people that are against the protests and you know but then you also have pricks you know you also have people that are getting involved and and harassing people that will wear a mask and then vice versa so uh, you know providing you're not ill and you're not purposely going out and getting people sick um i'm I'm kind of happy for the world to open back up i i can't wait man because like mostly like i said with the music industry we took a fucking loss on that shit because mm-hmm. i was supposed to be on tour last year over by you guys yeah, yeah. you know and we, we had to cancel the whole tour and like it, it was messed up we were supposed to i think you know the underworld yeah Dan loves yeah. Candom Underworld. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. I used to date this girl from Leeds as well. And uh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We're playing well, I the two are all had to be rebooked, and it doesn't look like we're gonna be able to get over there until two thousand basically next year we're not yeah. gonna be able to get out. Um because we're 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 wanted more over by you guys. Yeah. Then I'm wanted in the States because well, it's got rock and rock and roll has always been bigger over there for bands than it is here now because everyone's listening to pop bullshit, Miley Cyrus shit. Over there. <laughs> well, I remember, um, you know, we, when we had previous conversations, Matt, when we were talking about how perceptive the fans are over in the UK, uh, yeah. as opposed to some other countries. And so I've, I've seen different shows in Sweden, 
Norway, um, France, uh, all sorts of places. And although the crowds are good and the fans are receptive, I, I'm not blowing smoke up the UK's ass for the sake of it because, you know, I'm from there, but I think the fans here for, for music alone um, are just far more perceptive for that sort of thing. But look at what's come out of the UK, though. You know, you've got the Pistols, you've got Black Sabbath, you've got, you know, your, your Pink Floyd, all the other type of bands. Right. And then so and so. So it's, you know, you've got that ground there anyway. There's, there was a lot coming out at once and it's been stable since. And the underground scene is pretty good as well. So I imagine for someone like yourself, um, because you your know, music say not as well known here, people are like, oh, something new. Great. Okay. What's yeah. what's coming in? You know, we can we can check this out. As, same as well, I did when I got tickets for yourself. You know, like when I saw Hank Von Hell, mm. uh, you know how many people showed up to a show here in Milwaukee? Like 13, not even. What? I, I was gonna, I was just like, he, when he's over there, he's playing in Packed. front of the biggest, cl- you know, crowds ever. And yeah. but you come to Milwaukee, man. I like even like even though I'm from here, a lot of people know who I am, but no one goes to shows. It's all it, 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 no one really goes to shows here in Milwaukee or Wisconsin. It's it well, it depends on the person and what bands come in, but. Uh, it seems that a lot of bands always skip Wisconsin. So, do, you find, do you find there's a reason for that or, or anything that you can think, oh, maybe that's that's why they, you know, it's, um, it's not as busy or? It, the music scene sucks. I'm sorry, but over here, it, it's just in Milwaukee. It, I'm And when people do listen to this interview, they're going to be like, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it, it's garbage. Yeah. Like, everyone, no, I'm not playing no pop fucking bullshit. I play rock and roll. And when I walk into the studio, I already know, like when I read a song on acoustic guitar, yeah, I walk in and I don't even need guitar tracks. Usually when I do the drums, I just walk in, I do the drums, then I do the, you know, bass guitar, then I do the, you know, the guitar. And yeah. uh, then I start doing the keyboards and then I do all the vocals and that's how I've always worked. I, like I never needed, you know, and, I'm just, I've always, I don't know, thank, thanks to my dad. He always got me a drum set, a guitar, a bass, and all a keyboard and all that stuff when I was growing up. So, yeah. yeah. yeah that's good, man. That's good. You had a little bit of guidance from the old man just to, uh, to push you on your way. Yeah. And we got a couple new members in the band now. And uh, it's going to be amazing. Like, seriously, awesome when, when people start really finding out about the guys. I like there's like little hints I'll put on you know, like let's say you know Instagram mm-hmm. stuff like that of uh but my 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 new guitarist who's gonna be playing live he is just fucking the best guy but I mean he plays the like eighty thousand people dude nice like, nice <laughs> like that's like that like he plays festivals and stuff yeah you know my and my bass guitarist he's also he played for uh green jelly i don't know if you know uh, i personally haven't heard of them now i'm not sure i have to be honest yeah, yeah playing for it's, it's a punk band and they are also signed to cleopatra as well right. but he's, yeah he, he's been one of my dear friends working with me for a while and uh you know music industry is actually a lot tougher than what people think because a lot of people in like when they go oh 
you're a rock star because you did this and that. It's like, you know, how, you know, like I don't make millions here. I'm sitting in the goddamn <laughs> yeah. house, and you know, <laughs> but I just always keep pushing myself to keep doing the best of the best, and uh, you know, that's all I can do. And that's then what you got to do, man. Yeah, and then I'm also working with a new sunglasses company. Oh yeah, I remember you saying yeah. Yeah, new sunglasses company called um, Glassy Eyewear, and they have all professional skateboarders from day one song, like tons of like Mm -hmm. all some of the biggest skateboarders ever. So I was like, I want to work for my own, you know, pro model sunglasses. So I hit them up, and they were very super kind of me. Like they have like Mike Moe on there, and since I'm I, I grew up skateboarding, so but I put the board down, you know once i found rock and roll so right. once i started you know i remember like blasting Jimi hendrix and shit you know like <laughs> and my dad the first album he ever gave me dude was black sabbath by black sabbath and when i heard it kick in i was like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life i almost feel like we need to have your dad on the podcast just so i can thank him for giving you the best intro into music that's possible <laughs> yeah I, when, when I just heard, what is this that stands before me? You know, I was like, that right there in the darkness of it. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And then when I heard the band Him, I was like, this is what I want to do too. Like, I, you know, but yeah, it's good. It's good like, to so much, and also like, you know, I'm, I'm also trying to get some skateboards out for kids as well. So oh, nice. Yeah. So okay. I like I'm always working on something and but no I got I got the demo models of the well the prototypes of the sunglasses so mm-hmm. people can go to like let's say the mall and be able to buy a pair of sunglasses that aren't overpriced but they get really good quality yeah okay I yeah. know the, yeah the because people have been asking about the sunglasses a lot. That's why I brought it up. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice to find the, uh, with, with anything really, it's nice to find that uh, the mix between um, getting a good quality and getting a good price, you know, with everything, you know, obviously everyone wants quality for their money um, and no one wants to feel ripped off. And, you know, with some brands out there, it's not, not just sunglasses and things, but with some brands out there, you feel like you've, you've paid through the nose and you're not quite getting necessarily that quality that you would expect for the money you spent but it's always nice to find that butter zone where things you know sync up and you you, you're paying a decent price but you're getting that brilliant quality at the same time and everyone's happy you know you get you you end up obviously gaining a decent um uh a market i guess on things you know your customers are happy the brand's happy Mm -hmm. everyone's happy the affiliates are happy and yeah it's always nice to find that and the more people, you know, who talk about the quality and how awesome it is, the more people are going to fucking get it. Exactly. Know? Yeah, exactly. You know, word of mouth is a very important thing, you know, when it comes to selling. A question for you, actually, with regards to the uh, the, the sunglasses. Are you going to have those as a separate entity or merge them into the, the merch that 616 already have? Uh, it. it they're ba- basically what they are is basically me and bam Margera's like model that's what like that you know because he his him and his family because i used to live with his aunt booth and oh, Donna, wow. 
Yeah, I lived with her for a long time when I was young. And now I feel old now because when I hit 30, you know, I was just like, fuck. You know? Yeah. 30, 30. <laughs> I know that feeling, man, as I told you. Feeling yeah. it now, man. I'm feeling it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I've done so much crazy shit, man, in like my life, like fucking from burning down a mega ramp, you know. <laughs> And what may I ask, um, <laughs> persuaded you to do that? <laughs> uh, I woke up. Uh, I can't really say too much on here, but um, <laughs> I woke up and Bam just taps me on the shoulder. He's like, yeah, we're going to have a bonfire. I'm like, dude, it's fucking nine in the morning. Man. What do we do? What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. That's all you want. Yeah. You're just, just waking up with Bam's face. Just there, like, By the way, yeah, man, we, yeah, time to burn. <laughs> It was on the Philadelphia news. There were like four fire trucks there. There was tons of shit there. Oh, so God. You did. Yeah. The police were there. And then I started getting fucking really scared. I thought I was going to go to jail. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I've, never, I've never been to jail and it's not on my to do list. So I just kind of like hit away for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, just remind me of a little story. I, I haven't ever said this anywhere else. I've kept it quiet for so long. But my uh, I was I was here one night. My mum and my dad. So I'm recording in my my dad's home, um, my ex home, I guess. Um, I was in this bedroom, and I heard a loud bang outside. And I thought, what the fuck's that? And I went outside, looked at my car, and there was a learner driver plate on top of the car, and some other shit. And I thought, oh, it's fucking kids outside. And then I thought to myself, hold on a minute. Why my car out of every car on the street? And I wondered if my friends were around. And they're, they're some of them, I won't name names, but they've been terrible over the years with some of the things they've done and some of the mischief they've got up to. Yeah. There's someone that lives across the street. I won't say where. Um, he's got this greenhouse. And to be fair, over the years, he's always been a bit of a prick. I'm just going to okay. say it outright. We've, it's what it is. Uh, you know, we've tried to get on. It just, it, it doesn't work. Well, what? One night after I heard this bang outside, I just hear, poof, something goes up in flames. I thought, what the fuck is that? And there's this ominous glow from outside. The greenhouse had been set on fire. They've thrown a firework through his fucking greenhouse and the whole thing's on fire. And you think, oh, fuck. But then it's spreading to near the house and you're like, oh, fuck, what's going on? And I hear the car screeching away and I'm on the phone to them. Like, what the fuck have you done? And it's like, yeah, no worries. We'll come back and put it out. Like, Why did you set it on fire? For what? For what why did fuck? they even do it in the first place? Yeah. And I said, why on my doorstep? What was the point? What, what was that for, man? And they were like, oh, we just thought it'd be funny. I was like, go back and fucking sort it out. And I'm looking out of my parents' bedroom, like literally peering the curtains open. And I was like, fucking hell. It's just flames everywhere. And it's like, uh, close the curtains, go back to sleep. <laughs> it never happened. And I was like, why? Why do people just do random shit at random times? It was, it's like fucking probably 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, why did they choose then, man? It's the same with bands waking you up at nine. Like, yeah, by the way, we're, we're having a bonfire. You're probably <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Why are we doing this now? But I guess that's what you've got to deal with when um, we're your friends with uh, real characters like that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, throwing spray paint and like spray paint cans and aerosol cans and the guy, you know, and using, you know, potato guns and stuff. Uh, mm. yeah, you did a lot of shit. If you throw a box of spray paint cans and aerosol cans into a fire, run for it, dude. 
yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's an, an obvious explosion waiting to happen there, and it? it's just like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? And then before you know it, you've gone, ah, oh, fuck it, chuck it on the fire, and it's done. Bang. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of like throwing bullets into a fire. It's it's pretty scary. So, have yeah, you thrown bullets into a fire, Matt? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that resounding. Yeah, <laughs> one of my one of my buddies used to always roll over the fire pit all the time, and then he burnt. He got burnt pretty bad once. No oh, fuck. Oh yeah, well we, we were up at my place up north, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, my dad's property. We got I don't know. It's like sixteen acres and maybe seventeen acres of land up there. So oh, wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty big, and. um yeah, well, he decided to have a few drinks and uh, a bonfire and Roman candle fight, and then shit really got out of control. And I was like, I bet you can't roll through that motherfucker. And then he rolled through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the, the things you get up to, and you just look at it and think, why? Yeah. <laughs> why did I do that? Yeah. So, yeah, I've done my fair share of stupid shit, and I think I'm uh, growing out of that now. Uh, yeah. I don't go to strip clubs no more either. So, yeah, but it, 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 it is nice sometimes that you go into strip clubs. It depends on, you know, the women. I've been to some pretty nasty <laughs> here in Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's life of a rock star, my friend. It's all part and parcel of it. Booze, booze, drugs, and, and, and strip clubs, I'm afraid. Yeah. Into fire. <laughs> well, you know, strippers are cool. <laughs> let's put it that way that's the ultimate but, tagline there strippers are cool <laughs> I mean you know from being on a tour bus and doing you know I think I've been to 48 49 states in the US when I was on tour wow okay so I you know I think I, yeah, after I got to after I did California mm-hmm. or Los Angeles I had to mark that off the list. I don't know. I have like a calendar somewhere where I fucking just write every single date on it. And who actually taught me how to fucking keep track of my shit like that was Bam Margera because that's what he did. Yeah. So when I was on, when I was on tour with him, he just calls me from Bali, Australia being like, Hey dude, need you to fly into Flint, Michigan, meet me on tour. Uh, Okay. Why was going on? I really love your song. Dance with the devil. I was just like, um, okay, I'll, I'll see you in Flint, Michigan. What's the date? He was just like, like the 24th, motherfucker. <laughs> so I flew in and I got picked up at the airport and then went to the show. And before I know it, I'm on the tour bus and uh, we're, I, I'm just going all over the like, country. And I'm like fucking like 20 years old, dude, doing this. And oh, wow. it was the best times of my life, dude, because, you know, we play every night. I would also do merch. I would do like, I don't know. It was, you know, Jesse was the drummer. Waldy was on bass. I did some vocals with Bam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Biking Skull? Yes. yes. They are, they are um, from my hometown. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, they're from Corby in Northamptonshire. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know Jesse awesome. lived here for a little while, I believe. Or nearby, at least. Yeah. Fucking Jesse's really cool. Like, he's just a down-to-earth dude, and so is Waldy. 
you know, being on the road with those guys was just, it really showed me the code of the road. Yeah. You know, oh, nice. <clears throat> and now on, you know, I really want to get on tour over by you guys because I'm sick and tired of wasting time over here. I want to see the world and actually, you know, like, and also, you know, I want to play Scotland as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, but our most main hitter right now is Helsinki, Finland. People want us over there. Oh, nice. So, and I'm really hoping to get in contact with a couple people. I can't really say too much, but they're from Helsinki. <laughs> and uh, I give a little bit of hints here and there, but I hope you guys like the 69 eyes. I was hoping you say so. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't wait to, you know, probably do something you know with those guys because when i met them here I, well it was in pennsylvania when i met them mm-hmm. they were the nicest guys ever and i don't know i was just chilling backstage with them and you know having a couple beers and then standing side stage and i'm just like what the fuck like, this is crazy like and i and i and that's another reason why i always wanted to be on cleopatra records and my boy kyle Pereira. And his dad, Brian Pereira, are the nicest people ever. And they're really pushing for 616 to be some of the biggest, you know, artists out there. So that's brilliant. Well, so, I mean, you're in you're in the right you're in, you're in the right lane. I mean, you know, you mentioned 69 eyes there and, and you know, and, and dealing with them and then them having uh, um, a back history with Cleopatra Records. And then you got Bam on your side as well, uh, as well as you know you being in contact with guys from the, you're you're going to do well for yourself, and it's already good to have those connections. It's going to help you forge something for yourself. Sure, um, yeah. And yeah, fingers crossed, it all it all like, works out well for you, man. I mean, you know, you 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 strike me as the type of dude that works hard, and you're nothing but humble. So you you know you deserve the success that you're you're striving for. You know what sucks when when rockers get stuck up. I cannot stand that shit. You know, you know when you talk about being humble, like I treat like the reason why I also created Six One Six is because I wanted to show everybody something awesome and and let them hear something awesome. And like at every show, like I won't leave that fucking venue until like everyone has a picture with me and the guys and every, you know, like, you know, you can just talk to me as just the most normal fucking person. Yeah. I never liked when rock stars, let's say like fucking Axl Rose, you know, got <laughs> fucked up, you know, and treated everyone yeah. like, shit. you know, like there's no reason to be punching people on the fucking front of the crowd. Exactly. You know, yeah, you, uh... you want to leave that everlasting impression you know like you said you, if everyone gets a chance to speak with you for a minute get a photo you know it, it, it helps create an even stronger memory you know something to look back on and, and really enjoy and be like I, I can't wait to meet him again and who knows maybe you will even recognize them and it, it, yeah just it forges a, a better uh, love and appreciation not only for you as a person but for the music for everything for the night for the venue for the for the town you were in whatever it might be it just it just creates that you know just, just adds something more doesn't it rather than just you know like you said who wants a shitty experience meeting someone or or being told to fuck off or you know oh, we ain't got time for you or whatever you know no one wants yeah. that 
I've met a couple people that uh, I wish I would have never met. Yeah. You know, you would look up to them and then you'd be like, oh, that's how they are. Yeah. Don't meet your heroes sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, I never want people to have that experience. I mean, it was heartbreaking for me. Yeah. Because, you know, and I can't list names or anything like that. No, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, you know, if you notice something like the people who basically come from not a lot, just basically to put bread on the table, so to speak, mm-hmm. are always the nicest people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But no. they, they stay grounded though. That's the thing yeah. because they know where they come from. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, so they've, they've got I mean, that bread into them. I mean, look at what Elvis, you know, had, he, he didn't have much, but then look at how big he was. He, you know, he became, and but he always was the nicest guy to everybody. Fucking buy him cars and cars and anything. He really didn't care about the money. All he did was care about, you know, sure, he always dressed up and looks lewd, but but then you also have to watch yourself because people can drive you into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Or take advantage that. of your good nature as well, you know. Yeah. I have to ask you actually, because I know you, you, you've got much love for Elvis. When, when did that start for you? Is that as you were a kid? I did. It started when I was <clears throat> when I was eighteen, mm-hmm. yeah, around there. I actually didn't like him at first when I first did hear him, and that was just because I was just really into like heavier, like cradle of filth and metal mm-hmm. like that. You know, but um, when I first I was dusting, you know, when I first came around, like Margera's, how I brought my CD to them to get it heard. I was like mm-hmm. dusting. <clears throat> Bam's dad's shelves in the basement, <laughs> and everything was Elvis everywhere, you know. And then you know, Booth, you know, she, she had Elvis all over the all over the place. So you know, she, I got to give it to Booth and the Margera family for actually getting me into Elvis. I was like, I used to be a stubborn, person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not stubborn no more, yeah. So uh, no, I. It happened around around when I was 18, if I remember right. And then, you know, then I was watching CKY backstage. I was doing tons of shit. And <laughs> I don't know. I had a great time. You, did you guys ever see CKY live? Uh, I, did, I haven't yeah. personally, no, unfortunately. Yeah, did man, you ever see were... Sorry? Did you ever see him? Yeah, I, I saw... Um... So just to like go back, I had the saw CKY at the last Underworld show that they did. Um, that was that was a fun day, anyway. Uh, we, I mean, we've spoken about it, per- <clears throat> yeah, personally, you and I. But that was a, mm-hmm. that was a, a fun, fun day uh, meeting Jess and and uh, Ginsburg and so on. They were they were cool cats. Yeah. They were nice to talk to. Um, Dude, Chad, Chad, I Ginsburg and Jesse are the coolest dudes, man. Right, even, you're like, cool. you know, even like when I would come out to Pennsylvania, I would record with Chad. Mm. You know, you know, just and, and like if you listen to the song like "Lost in Blood" or "Nevermore," yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we used the uh, CKY guitar pedals on that from like 2000 and shit. And like he would just hand me the guitar, and we'd end up getting it done. I don't know. It, it, Chad was always one of the nicest people. And well, is one of the nicest people, but he'll tell you straight up how shit is, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, he struck me as a nice dude. We we were sitting in a in a pub called the Black Heart, uh, 
and uh, we were all sitting there taking photos. There's about 12 or 13 of us all talking, just getting drunk before the show. Uh, not my usual habits, but uh, there you go. It was a hot summer's day, man. You know, the beers yeah. were flowing. And uh, around the corner, I'm, we were all talking. We're like, oh, I wonder if we'll see uh, see Bam or Jesse or, or, or Chad or anyone. And then around the corner comes fucking Chad. And we're like, oh, hello. And he just walks up and he puts his arms around everyone. He's like, let's just get a photo. And it's like, oh, sure. All right, no problem. And everyone's chatting to him after and getting some beers at the bar. And then Jesse's just standing outside. And I, I brought him a beer out. And we're, we're talking for a little while. And there's mm-hmm. the steps that lead outside. Mm-hmm. I know I've, I've told Jason before, but my, my friend... Uh, one of my closest friends was there and he fucking comes out to say hi to Jesse and he slips down the fucking stairs and Jesse and I just standing around him in a circle, just like, what the fuck prick? And just, just <laughs> laughing at him. And he was like, this is a little surreal. And I was like, don't you know it? <laughs> and Jesse's like, what's this prick doing? <laughs> and then Jesse turns to us. He's like, have you seen Bam Bam anywhere? And we're like, uh, not that I know of, but I think he was around the corner with Novak doing something else. So, that you know, he was in the town. Oh, um, dude, but Novak, man. Yeah. Oh, fucking Novak was crazy that day. It was uh it was a fun day. He got naked on stage. He just comes yeah, out. That doesn't surprise me, dude. I I'm glad he's sober now. Yeah. You know, and doing his thing. But I, I when I was younger, dude, one of the first things he did was put his ass in my face, bare ass in my face, dude. And <laughs> to show me his asshole. And that was fucking disgusting. <laughs> day two on tour. Oh God! What was that like? A like a a, a long initiation by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, fuck it all. Well, you know, and there there is some lost footage. I think Joe Franz, who's mm-hmm. filmed like him's videos and all CKY stuff, uh he's got some footage of me and Novak getting into a complete fist fight when I was younger. So, oh fuck! Oh yeah, and the audio is all there. I think. Yeah, I don't know. We got into it pretty good, man. You remember what it was over? Nothing. Just, just. <laughs> like, did, did it? Did it just peter out, or did someone get the better of someone? Or no, he was just like, "Hey, boy," and just charged. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he's uh, he seems like quite the character. Although, bless him from from what I've seen of his social media posts in the the last sort of two no, to three years, he's done well for himself. Yeah, he's helping people and stuff like that. But uh yeah, I I I haven't talked to him in a long time. Um but you know, you grow up and you you, you know, you learn from stupid shit. But yeah, uh, I get that. Yeah. But also, you know, like and I also wanted to give a shout out to uh about this uh Boof. Mm. Ruthie Clark. <clears throat> you know, she's uh Phil Margera's sister and was Don, you know, Vito's sister. Well, she ended up passing away. And I just mm-hmm. want to say rest in peace to her on here. So all the fans know, you know. Yeah, that's uh, a shame. Some people know, some people don't. And it's a shame because uh, she really pushed me to be a really better person. Yeah. And uh, had the biggest heart in the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyways, let's not make shit depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But while 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 we're there, um, you know, as as saying our best wishes and rest in peace to those gone. A little rest in peace to old Hank von Hell. Um, yeah, of course. You know, Absolutely. Wanted to get a chance to say that a big idol of mine. Um, 
just a sidetrack for a second, but I know, I know, I know I've spoke to you about, about him and so on. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people, a lot of good people are gone. Uh, often those are the biggest hearts. Um, yeah. you know, the ones I, that... Hank, Hank was one of the nicest people I've ever met too. Yeah, yeah man. I, I get the impression. Um, you know, I, I, I got a brief moment with him, but from the people that I talk to, or I'm friends with now because of him. Um, <laughs> Oh, because of my love for him, I guess if if you want, uh, you know, I get the, the idea or the picture they paint of him that he was a real, a real character uh, and a real down to earth guy. Yeah, um, like when I met him, man, dude, and, and but you know what broke my heart too? Like when I did see them live, and it was like thirteen fucking people there. Yeah. Um, I I I felt embarrassed for him because there's that should have been a packed hall. Yeah. Like it, it should have been packed. Like, but it was also like a last minute thing because they were coming from Chicago and I'm only waiting like uh two hours from Chicago. So it was like booked at last minute, but that it, it was just like, where's all where where is everybody? Yeah. There should be like tons of people here. Yeah. No, I mean I felt the same when I when I first saw him because the, the crowd uh, we had Virginia Hill playing first, a really cool uh, band from from Norway, uh, and there was no crowd. They're called Virginia Hill. Yeah, there was a band called Virginia Hill playing at first uh, before Hank, um, and there was no crowd. And I thought, oh no, is it going to be one of those nights? Because Hank's return was like twelve years into the making. All of a sudden, he's there, and I thought, oh, I don't know how well it's being advertised. Who knows what's going to happen? And it was quite a small venue called the Garage um, in in Islington, or Highbury in Islington, shall I say? And uh, I was thinking, oh, please be a good crowd. But there was this big open space in the front, and I thought, well, I know where I'm standing, regardless. <laughs> All you know, decked to the nines and the eye makeup and everything on. And I thought, I don't give a fuck if anyone else turns up because all I want is that one moment where I'm like, I get to see him walk out on stage and be like. Yeah, yeah. That, that's worth if, if it's five seconds I was like that that would be worth whatever I pay to to come in for the night um uh that's yeah I, that's the thing about it really Doctor, I never get I never got to actually see the original Turbo Negro live I only got to see just Hank Von Hell you know yeah. but either way you know he always had he always made the most catchiest songs too you know, yeah. anything you listen to by Turbo Negro or Hey Fun Hell, I mean, it, yeah. he was just awesome. And did you see how CKY did the song with him? Yeah, yeah, it was nice to see that pop out of the blue. You know, it was like, oh, lovely. There's there's a little bit more, you know, in the works because he yeah. had that he had that song um, with um, Anders Odin uh, from Cadaver and working on the the um, the Me and That Man stuff as well. Um, oh yeah, the me and that man, uh, yeah. the guy from Emeth. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nurgle. Uh, Nurgle, yeah, yeah. Oh, Adam Darsky, yeah. So you had that come out of the blue, and I was thinking, oh cool. Hopefully, you know, it's like the fir- first track on the album when the me and that man album come out. I thought, ah, oh, it's just nice to hear those tones again, and it's like there's there's Hank, and then you got the CKY track coming out, and it's like, oh cool. It's like I hope there's a little bit left in the tank somewhere where it's going to be slow release, and you just get these little like drips and drabs of. Of, of Hank still around, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's going to leave a legacy now for sure. Um, oh yeah. He, he definitely, you know, he, he definitely left a legacy and I was 
pretty upset when I found about the news because me and him were supposed to do a song together. Oh, man. Yeah. And huge shout out to Philly. Um, mm. His, you know, his dear friend. Uh, like, I feel bad for him because Hank was like a father figure to him. Yeah. So, you know, huge shout out, you know, to Philly. You know, and I, I always wanted to uh, also work with Philly, the guitarist. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I feel so bad for so many people that have to go through things like that. And I don't know. Death just sucks. Maybe that's why I write love metal and just weep all the goddamn time. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. That might be the cause, man. But yeah. I am. Um, I wanted to ask you, actually, just to... to to segue, I guess, into another part of conversation and a bit more uplifting. Now we've 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 said our good graces to those gone. Um, yeah. I mean, what are you hoping for with with the future for for six one six? So, are you aiming for world? You know, do you do you want to be at a point where um, you're able to do world tours, or is there somewhere you're aiming to start first? Like, do you want to go around the states again with with a, with a full band once it's all once it's all done and ready to go? Um, yeah. Is that where you want to start first? Is like home turf, so to speak, or do you want to just venture straight out into Europe and just think, well, fuck it, you know, well, we can go wherever. My well, my new manager, his name is Johnny McKee, and I've told you about it. Mm, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, he was at Cleopatra Records, like it was like last month or something like that to go talk and you know, sort some stuff out. Yeah. You know, he's good with stuff like that, and uh, I'm supposed to see him soon, but uh, we're going for it. And Good. I, I don't think I'll play in fucking China or something like that. I, you know, like I, I hopefully people don't think I'm mean about that, but um, uh, no, we're we're gonna be too like we're we're really going for it, and I want a decent world tour. And like I said, rock and roll is bigger over by you mm-hmm. by you guys than it is here. Yeah. And then uh, also I have a new uh, PR agent who's worked with Metallica and uh, Slayer and Anthrax and uh, all the big boys. <laughs> so I'm just waiting on to get something. Uh, not a lot of people know that yet, though. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm just waiting on that. And because uh, it we're really going to blow this album up. That's why it's been taking quite a bit of time to get everything sorted. And, and I really worked hard for everything I'm having right now. Oh, I get that, I'm all, I don't, I don't think sleep is possible anymore. <laughs> I, uh, you know? I did wonder that after some of the times we've, we've spoken and, uh, and I look at the time frame and I think that poor bastard's up all the time. He's working hard. He's doing what he can. And I think, bless him, man. He's really, He's really going at it, whatever you're doing. It's good. There's it's a real healthy um, approach to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, it, you know, after like two weeks of not really getting any decent sleep hmm. uh, and not being able to shower after two weeks, um, <laughs> yeah, you got to fucking take a, like a, like a two-day break. Yeah. <laughs> that deserved, deserved bad break. <laughs> I know all the girls are going to be like, he doesn't shower for two weeks. <laughs> oh, how rock and roll. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah. You know, like when I was telling my bassist Cam 
about me not taking a shower and my feet stink. And he's like, dude, if you ever whip off your boots, man, don't don't do it. I'll puke all over the fucking road. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's gonna be uh part of the code of the road there though, I guess, man. Now you've been told don't take your fucking boots off. <laughs> you've, yeah, you've been yeah, told exactly. flat out. <laughs> yeah, but he was just like, you know, he goes into clubs and he always wipes himself down, you know, like when he's on the road. Yeah. He's like, I always make sure, man, I'm clean. I'm like, dude, fucking when you're on a big tour, good luck because uh because you all if the clubs have showers and stuff in them, hell yeah, you know. Yeah. But when you're under those lights for that amount of time, yeah, I mean, all you do is sweat your balls off, and then you got to be back on the bus. It's like, okay, fucking, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I feel for people. I, I've, I've, uh, I've met a few, um, like drummers, singers, you know, rockers in general over the years. Like straight, straight after a gig, I, uh, I met Max Cavalera and Igor Cavalera, okay, um, in London. Uh, after a show and uh i remember it was literally the fucking show had finished and we'd gone outside um mm. is in islington and then the tour bus is there and, and i'm talking to richie cavalera we, we got to know him beforehand somewhere and he was like yeah you can go and meet dad and i'm like yeah yes that's great thank you <laughs> i want to yeah. meet max and you get on there and max max is all hot and trying to like towel himself off and igor's just sitting in the back just just like still playing drums on the table, like still fucking sweating as if he can't let go. He's still he's still got it, the rhythm. And Max was all like, Yeah, welcome on the bus. And I felt so sorry for him. I was thinking, man, I can't, you know, I bet you can't wait to just fucking have a shower or or sit down for five minutes and just do nothing. You've earned it. You've been on stage for nearly two hours. You know, it, it, I can't even imagine what it what it must feel like after you, you get off stage. You've got all that adrenaline and then you're you're sweating like fuck. <laughs> You know, it's it's hard. Oh yeah, and, and and the lights are so fucking hot. I can't stress that enough. You know, yeah. the lights, but mostly for drummers, they got it the worst because they're busting ass. Yeah, you know, like they're really busting it. But and when they got those lights right behind them, and then and they're all on them, like the, they're sweating big time. You know, yeah, it takes a lot out of you. You know, like and and when you got to do like let's say thirty to forty dates, yeah get like a one day break here and there you know yeah it's nothing and really is it? it it's it's fucking hard yeah. like don't get wrong and then you know hauling all the equipment in and doing all that stuff you know what well, you know but it, you know what i will say this you know it's going to be awesome what's that all i got to do is bring my goddamn microphone you got the uh the the easier job out of the job so to speak and my my new microphone is wireless so i ain't even got to worry about cord look (laughs) at that man you're you're living the dream you're you're the real rock star look at that wireless (laughs) microphone you're living in the future man (laughs) yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah kind of it's pretty it's pretty rad but um no, dude. <clears throat> there's there's so much to talk about in the world of six one six that's happening. That's but good, you know, it's been an honor to fucking work with Brian, mm. uh, Brian of Woods at, at Gray, uh, fucking Bam Margera, Chad I Ginsburg, Gas Lipstick. Yeah, I mean the you know the the list just keeps going on and and 
having having so many people who have faith in what I'm doing is yeah. just the, the coolest thing ever. You know, oh, man. like I said, you deserve it. You're, you're working yeah. hard. Um, and some people get this type of lifestyle given to them on a fucking silver platter and they don't deserve it and they don't work for it, but it's just given to them a thrust upon them. And that's, that's the life they live. Whereas if you're starting from, from fuck all essentially, and you're working for something, right. You're going to reap even further rewards from it, man. And you're obviously putting your all into it from what you've told me and, and, and Jason today and the, the conversations we've had, you know, in, in, in private as such, it sounds like your heart is really in it. Um, and it's what you want to do and it's, where your your goals are man you know that's all you know you know i dropped out of high school at the i had like i don't know how it goes by you guys but i had like two credits to go i said fuck it and signed myself out of high school uh, nice. like, yeah and i was just like i'm going to pennsylvania and get my fucking this is it. I, it I you know anybody can mail anybody a goddamn cd so to yeah. speak yeah well, I was just like, I want to give this to Bam himself. Let him hear it. And yeah, I dropped off a buttload of shirts and fucking buttload. <laughs> um, shirts and CDs and stuff. And, <clears throat> and then that's when I got my big break. It just shows you, like, if you want someone to really hear your music, you got to fucking work hard for it. And, yeah. You know. But yeah. like people, but like some people are just born into the music industry, like, um, like I said, I'm not a fan of Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, like, but look at her dad, you know, like he busted his ass to get where he was. Yeah. No, to be fair, old, old Billy Ray worked hard to, uh, to, to, to yeah. have his career in music. So he's, he, he's yeah, done okay but, for himself. Yeah. But, you know, one, here's what I never understood yeah. about some biggest musicians you go and get a fucking grammy dude or some shit like that mm. there's one minute you know sure they're playing the super bowl or doing ever you know for one minute you know ah, ah, don't even give me fucking started <laughs> <laughs> you know like one minute miley cyrus is putting her pussy all over everybody and fucking rock <laughs> then the next minute now she's now she's an 80s rocker you know, like, uh-uh, uh, not, you know, not, you know it, I don't know, not my fucking type of shit. If you, but also at the same time, I like the band in sync. So <laughs> there you go. It's two, and two the sides of the And the Backstreet Boys are cool too. We, I, I did make my band when I was leading cover of Backstreet Boys song called Larger Than Life back in the day. Yeah. maybe you could do a backstreet boys times 616 collaboration <laughs> <laughs> imagine yeah. that i don't know i i like the backstreet boys i think i think you know because i don't know britney spears is cool mostly when she shaved her head i like that shit too yeah, remember no, that yeah that was, was like, that was punk. cool yeah, man was punk i guess you know Since yeah but you know everyone you know speaking of britney spears it's, it's funny you know there's all that um stuff that's come about regarding a, a father and the censorship and all the other stuff for Britney recently. But uh, I remember that period when she shaved her head and I thought, yeah, you fucking go girl. 
don't care because she was just breaking free from whatever character it was she she was supposed to play and she just took a big leap of faith and just did whatever and all of a sudden came back quite strong all that stuff about her not singing not doing this and i'm not some britney spears fan but i was well impressed i was like yeah, do you know what fair play you've come back strong and you 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 you, you seem cooler <laughs> you actually uh you've gone a little bit rock you're like you know yeah. you, you've got a different lifestyle now yeah and you know a big thing about like huge musicians and shit like that hmm. um I, I feel bad for a lot of them uh, hmm. you know maybe i might take back what i said about miley cyrus you know maybe she was just seriously going through some shit i don't know but um because you re- really never know who the person is and, you True. know so you know when, but when you get that big and all the fame like you can't even fucking like go in a vehicle and without getting yelled at or having a gate put up at your fence, you know, you know, in the yeah. front of your yard, you know, yeah, or, you know, when you just get that big, it, it, I don't know. I mean, I think I could handle it pretty well if, if it does come down to it, but yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, <clears throat> You're I never going to truly I, know. I, I, I I don't care about fame and fortune. I care just about taking that stage and have people enjoy a fucking show. That's what it's about. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what it should be about. That's yeah. that's that's why you want to be there in the first place. Your love of music and then the, the reaction from the the people that you give that music to. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of people get like get too into their fucking heads too, man. Because yeah. you think about all the movie stars, like I deserve fucking 33 million dollars to do this movie you know like and okay whatever it's all cgi shit anyway so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is this is fantastic man you just come on and basically like I said fuck miley cyrus fuck, <laughs> fuck these ourselves fuck hollywood <laughs> fuck hollywood <laughs> match just come in with a big like two fingers up like uh, yeah, you can spin on that hollywood and fuck everything else i love it that's that's real rock star attitude you you told us there's no filter there you go man you've come in and just been like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> what, what do i have to fucking hide I, I, I live in a house in Greenfield, Wisconsin with my pops, you know, keeping my dream going yeah. and working with a lot of awesome people. Like when you come from not much, hmm. you know, and I also take care of my father as well. My dad, my dad, Phil, is one of the coolest dudes ever. <clears throat> and all I do is I, I like to sit down and I like to watch Hogan's Heroes and fucking mash it up with them, you know. Nice. I, I, you know, I like the the more simple things in life than uh, the bigger things. I, I guess. Hey man, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. There's the, you know that you've not lost sight of what's actually important. Yeah. It, you know, the, as I said, I I don't have my mum anymore. I, I I've got my dad here, luckily, and uh, yeah, I love spending time with him, but. You, you miss those times. You haven't got those people around, even if it's just watching shit TV or, or, or t- talking nonsense, you know, all those little things are so important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then also another thing is, you know what people need to do more hmm. is fucking laugh and have humor. I see so much negative shit on the internet. It's like, like you ain't laughing. You don't have a little bit of humor to you. You're just a fucking asshole. Yeah. True that. Yeah. 
<laughs> like you know, you know. That's all I gotta fucking say. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, man. Like I said, you're, you're staying, you're, you're staying humble, you're staying funny, um, and it's a good. Uh, a good attitude and aura that surrounds you, man. It's nice. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've loved talking to you uh, for the, the weeks or months or whatever. It's been I'm losing track of time. It feels like it's, I've been chatting to you forever. Um, yeah. It's been, it's been so nice. It's so comfortable and, and natural. And I guess, you know, I'm like that in person anyway. And that's the way I like to be, as I explained. And, and as of you, and I'm the same with Jay and whoever I meet, really. It's, um, it's nice to have that, that connection, that human connection with people. And talk about dill pickle hummus and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, dude, that is the worst shit I ever had. Dill oh, pickle God. hummus? Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be good because it was the last one on the shelf. That, so yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone buying it. So I, this must be really good, you know, because I love dill pickles. So I bought it. It took one fucking bite. And I was like, uh-uh, 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 no fucking <laughs> Uh, when when you told me yeah it it was fucking nasty but i like like taco hummus and stuff i'm always eating like taco flavor shit and everything always has to have hot sauce all over it but i eat like hot pockets and stuff so you know just to throw it in the microwave for let's say a minute and a half and then i'm good to go for you know let's go i should be sponsored by it actually <laughs> there you go we get we'll get someone on and be like did you know that matt Ledman wants to be sponsored <laughs> yeah like give me like bagel bites or uh hot pockets and i'm good i'm 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 ready to roll so if they do hear this interview hey get at me <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll just keep plugging it and plugging it and plugging yeah. it um actually while, while we're here and all together we we should put a little word in we're lucky we've uh, just partnered or, or sponsored um with... yeah i saw you partnered with a coffee company yeah so uh so dead skull coffee um there you go jason's holding up a a new coaster that's out although it's gone a little blurry <laughs> um yeah it's out of the blue really uh i got chatting to some guys uh over on their instagram page mm. um a bit like how we got chatting i guess uh and uh we made some jokes. There was a little bit of banter going on between us. And, and I jokingly said, oh, I want to be one of those ambassadors uh, that just gets shit for free and wears it and plugs stuff. Um, and, and I said, but not in like an iceberg slim kind of you're the pimp, I'm the pimpette style relationship. I just want, you know, some free shit. And they added me and we got talking and stuff and they were really, really fun. Uh, and I got them on WhatsApp and, and then we just been talking since then really and the relationship is is really like lovely and, and, and flowing and there's a lot of other things going on in the background as well as just the, the the coffee side of things as well but um it's funny how you just strike up relationships with people uh and all of a sudden they're yeah. they're golden man you know it's just, it's it's gone from people i don't know to to people that and what was know, it was giving us something you know and, about, and we love it about 40 hours in total dan had been talking to um to mark and uh, yeah, like literally about 40 hours later, it's like, oh yeah, I'll sponsor your podcast. Yeah. We, can, we can be partners. Send, send me a little bio, I'll put it on the website. So we did, you know, five minutes later, check the website, go to the partners page. There we are at the bottom, right to the roots. So it was like, hello, you know, uh, and obviously you sent out some stuff and it's just arrived today and I can't wait to try it. It's still sealed at the moment, but I can't wait to try some of that coffee and I've uh, got my nice new shirt on, you know, and it's like... um. 
it's like what you were saying earlier, Matt, you know, with some things just, it goes from nothing or something small and it just escalates so fast. You know, some things just absolutely, it's such a whirl, a whirlwind and it just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. And, and it seems like at the moment, hopefully that's what's happening with this podcast. You know, things are looking up. We're getting amazing guests like yourself um we're having these great conversations and everything just feels nice at the moment everything feels good and there's a good feeling about the world you know like you you mentioned earlier with covid you know obviously that shut down the world for you know two and a bit years you know it still has shut down the world in some places and now there's a there's an optimism i feel in the air you know with everyone and it's it's just nice it's nice to have that something to look forward to something to build towards and and yeah, it's nice. It's 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 good to uh, talk with people like yourself because obviously, um, you know, you're going to be like you said, hopefully back touring and everything soon. And and the little rocket ship that you're on is, I mean, we can feel it just talking to you. That it, that that shit's really about to take off, and we're going to be right there supporting you and plugging your stuff. And hopefully, you know you'll be gracious enough to come back on the podcast and, you know, give us updates and this, that, and the other, but yeah, it just feels good at the moment. Every, everyone we're talking to seems to be working towards something and it feels like we're working towards something ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's just really nice. It's just, it's nice to feel optimistic about what the world has in store again, rather than everything being doom and gloom. Yeah. I I see a big future for you guys doing this podcast too. Yeah, because I've had offers from people, you know, multiple times to mm-hmm. do interviews and shit like that. But like the last one of the last interviews I did was the SDR show. Did you ever hear about them? Mm-hmm. SDR show. Yeah, they have sex, drugs, and rock and roll show. It's like oh, right. yeah, like Joe Rogan's been on it and all that, all that kind of shit. But <laughs> um, it was weird sitting in that chair, dude. Fucking sick. like Alice Cooper and all all those dudes. But yeah. Alice Cooper's a nice guy too. Hmm. I got to shake hands with him when I when I met Priscilla Presley. But anyways, now I see a big future with you guys, and that's Thank why you. I agreed to do it. And also, you know, just talking with you, like, yeah, it, it really, it really, uh, I I just knew I like mostly over there. Like this would also help me as well. Getting yeah, of course, you know, I, I sure hope so. Yeah. You know people to know the music over there so i don't know you know sometimes i'll get hit up by like some randoms like some rapper or some shit you know <laughs> like i don't want to i'm not in i love dude i love rap music mm. but i don't want to fucking do a podcast with a rapper i mean we <laughs> can only talk about 50 cent and eminem so fucking much yeah you know? <laughs> you could talk about your possible rap album that you're definitely going to make <laughs> okay. okay if i make a rap album then you know i've done something very fucking wrong <laughs> well yeah i mean, I mean it... i've done i've done a few rap songs and people some people have them but they're pretty brutal and i don't want people to hear that shit so i <laughs> Now, now I feel like we're being left out. Now I feel like I yeah, need to now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Secret sample on the side. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I did that stuff when I was like super young, but it was as a joke. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I've never been a fan of 
tons of beats, you know. I'd like, no, it depends if it sounds cool. I'm just not a rap fan. That's not my fault. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like three dudes in a bedroom. I wrote all the lyrics and they were fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the way any old good album's made. What are you talking about? That's, that's the, like, the, the core the core recording process, surely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just talking about how I had a gun and shit and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you had to pick a rapper name, what would it be? Uh, oh, God, oh, if you got one. <laughs> um, oh, man. Let me... I don't know, man. That that I I did have one, but it it was I I don't think I could say it on here. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, one of those. Uh, it, it was pretty. Like I said, when when I did do it, it was pretty brutal shit. So yeah, um, and it was garbage too. I mean, we. Uh, it was like uh, 14 miles to the nearest hole. I dig real buried, then I burn my hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, if I close my eyes, I can I can feel like I'm right in the room as that was being sung. <laughs> 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 oh fuck, man! You're a man of many talents. I love it, rapper, rocker, and all in between. Yeah, and I, you know, yeah, yeah, I, you know. I'm not a rapper, you know, but I, I feel like if, if I really did have to spit some stuff, I probably could do it. Yeah, if you put me on the spot and gave me a microphone, I probably could do it. This is when I tell you, Matt, this is eight mile. <laughs> Time yeah, to step up to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, rabbit. you got to go. This is it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, eight mile's not far from here either. Where is it in, in conjunction to where you are? it's like probably like two and a half a two and a half hour drive or some shit like that oh yes it's not too far yeah and then i also have my like undercover side where i like to like uh you know since well i gotta run moonshine sometimes dude <laughs> <laughs> a bit <of> moonshine <laughs> moonshine that shit'll make you blind dude Hell no. I had some moonshine in Poland once. Dude, when I actually hung out with the moonshiners from the TV show when I was in Tennessee, and I mm. they came up to me and they were wearing Eden shirts, and I drank that shit. Yeah, I dude, they, they gave us a case of that shit, and I was so fucking drunk. I, I <laughs> they put honeycombs in it. It was honey moonshine, and oh, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. but. He was like, yeah, make sure you drink that underneath the table so nobody fucking... <laughs> you know, he had it in his fucking overhauls. And so I was like, okay. Started drinking it, and I'm just like, this is actually really good. So I kept drinking it. <laughs> then that turned into the band getting all way too well fucked up and not being able to play live. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, just think, man. There's a, there's a possible avenue to explore there. Get... Get your face on a sticker, slap that on the jars of moonshine. Have Matty's moonshine. There you go. You've you've got a whole Matthew's, Matthew's moonshine. Matthew's moonshine. There you go. Yeah. Or into yeah. Then people. Then then you know, if I start doing that, I think my dad's gonna have to start putting me in AA. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. If I start doing shit like that, he, he, he won't be too happy about that one. 
Or maybe he might chuckle. Like I was supposed to come out with six one six condoms. You know, so at you know, at the shows, so everyone has, you know, you know, a nice condom if they wanted to go do the beautiful laughter or whatever. Yeah. Look, but, at um, Look at yeah, that. Look at that. There was a time where I thought it was a good idea to come out with butt plugs. And I was like, that is fucking retarded, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's you can explore any any avenue you want there man i mean you've got every type of market it depends on what you want to put your name on yeah i know but i gotta watch myself mostly with my logos and shit you know my you know the trident and the 616 stuff i gotta watch what i put on anything now so uh no there were times where i contemplated like what could be the next biggest thing oh cool yeah girls like butt plugs oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like i like the logic girls like butt plugs right okay that's where we've got so you've got sunglasses butt plugs moonshine yeah. man condoms you've got that you've got the whole range of products man you're a businessman that's what it is at heart forget rockstar you've got it all up yeah, there for the business yeah but the only thing i'm not doing now driving a lambo and selling houses and shit you know well it's true it's true yeah so this time there's been there's been a lot of ideas what i could do uh you can do so much merchandise wise you know because a lot of people want that stuff you know yeah but i mean i don't know you guys have thrift thrift stores around you uh yeah yeah they're called charity shops over here but they're the same same thing really yeah yeah. yeah, and then like I, uh, car boot sales I, and things. I used to work at one, and speaking of bug plugs, I opened, <laughs> you know, they give you just, they just drop off bags and stuff. Yeah. I opened up one bag, and there was a fucking box of butt plugs in it with the shit still on them. Oh, no. Fuck. I could not believe it, dude. I, I fucking gagged so bad. Almost oh, Christ. Fuckers in the garbage. But then I contemplated it, thinking, should I put these on the shelf? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, should have sent one to Novak, put his ass <laughs> in your face. Like I said, there's no filter. I'm willing to talk about anything. No, that's preferable. Honestly, like that's, that's what this is all about. You know, we want to be able to talk to people and then just be open and honest. You know, feel well, like they it, can be like that. So, that's, that's, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how my manager Johnny McKee's gonna like this interview, but <laughs> we'll get we'll get Johnny on. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll yeah. butter him up. Yeah, get get him on. But yeah, he's probably just like, man, you need to fucking talk more professional, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? Enough of this butt plug shit, man. Johnny. <laughs> Johnny will hear this and say, I, what I know was that? Johnny. Yeah, I know Johnny's going to hear this and he's going to be fucking probably either laughing and in tears. Yeah. Or or he's going to be mad at me for a month. I'll I'll personally <laughs> send it over format. to Johnny. I will personally send it over to Johnny. And so there you go, man. Enjoy. <laughs> he's a fucking good guy, man. <clears throat> I'm so thankful to have him as manager now and taking care of business. But, you know, you know, like even when like you got to go to the record label and stuff mm-hmm. like that, he he takes his business serious, like yeah. big time. And that's why I love him. And you know, we do joke around quite a bit, but like he's a top notch dude, and it, and yeah, that matters. Big time, you know, 
Yeah, um, some people, you know, he, that's what being a manager is all about. You know, I used to manage a fucking goddamn restaurant. It sucked ass. I hated it. <laughs> I've, uh, I think I've heard those stories, haven't I, Matt? <laughs> hey, what, you want to you wanna hear about the time? Uh, ah, fuck. <laughs> Any, any story that gets cut off is in this, the words, ah, oh, fuck, yeah, we want to hear about it. Is this the story you've told me already? Uh, with the girlfriend? About a certain girlfriend, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, do you know what? I honestly think we should probably save that one and not put that out here, just in case. <laughs> well, let's not say her name so she has, like, because she anyway. still preached my stuff, which is really weird, but... Uh, no, she cheated on me, and with one of my friends, well, I fucking got really angry and smashed a lot of things, and uh, and went outside and uh, quit. I just walked the fuck out, and then uh, I ended up going back in, like, uh, I think it was, like, a few months later. I was still pissed, because she cheated on me with one of her best, with one of, one of my friends. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I sat at the bar. It had to be like eh, nine in the morning, or fucking like like maybe ten or twelve. I don't know. But uh, no, it, like it was like a full house. It had to be. I think it was on a Saturday, and you know everyone comes in, for, you know, for lunch and shit like that. So <clears throat> she, she was waiting at the time, and uh, I just walked in after I had a couple whiskey and water. And fucking went into the fucking room and I spread, you see this woman right here? <laughs> <laughs> she spreads her legs faster than this motherfucker spreads his butter on his bread, mom. And I fucking <laughs> Yeah, I went out with a bang on that one. <clears throat> that was really disrespectful, man. But I mean, if you cheat on somebody, I I that's you know, that's fucked up, but it's more disrespectful than you yeah, no, pulling it out in the rest. John. Yeah, and I, I yeah, there things got smashed and <laughs> yeah. Let, let's just keep it that <laughs> and uh, I went after a guy with a fucking frying pan Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then that's 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 the moment I knew. I was like <clears throat> when I quit that job, I called my dad off the cell phone. I was like Come get me. He's like, what? What's going wrong, man? What's what's up? Well, I was like, just pick me up. Just get me the fuck out of here. But I ended up fucking actually going to Applebee's and getting more wasted and fucking yeah. I I used to put my you know. But you guys got Applebee's around you or no? No, uh, no. I think a typical restaurant that's similar to Applebee's here is a chain called Harvester. It's the same oh. like family type restaurant i i guess um, i think it's, it's based on that design okay yeah well well the applebee's <laughs> that i always used to go to i knew like the bartenders and all the people who work there yeah but no, no i ended up getting pretty good pretty pretty damn good man <laughs> and it was i was drinking margaritas and shit and i put my balls on the table of someone i didn't even know these fucking people <laughs> <laughs> I, I i didn't even know them and then everyone found out, and I was I was banned from Applebee's for two days. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, 
I come back in and I asked for an application, filled it out, had an interview, got hired, and never showed up. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> what, what a rock star move. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. No, um, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm not the best person in the world, but I, I try to be. <clears throat> well, that's, that's all you can do is try, man. I think with that, with that in mind, we should we look to wrap up um and get you on again if you have time because i think there's so many more things we can talk about and, and for sure. stories to share oh um, yeah there's, there's a lot of stuff that that yeah this is awesome how, how long have we been on here now about an hour and a half now almost yeah, oh, shit. yeah this is yeah. Gonna be a lot for people that's, to listen to oh yeah. that's cool man you know it's, it's nice it's, there's no limit to, to to what we do i mean it's average an hour hour and a half something like that but yeah. depends on where it goes um our longest prior to this was around an hour and a half an hour and 45 of a, a, a good friend of mine someone i'm seeing uh in the year actually um in sweden so i can catch up and reminisce about the uh the podcasting times but i think probably best to wrap it up say goodbye and... yeah absolutely dude thank you guys oh dude thank it's you. been an absolute, absolute pleasure. pleasure yeah truly um and with what you said earlier on, with 616 being the uh, the number of the beast, then you're truly going to be a beast to be reckoned with in the music industry, Matt. So um, all the best to you. And I, I'm honestly, man, we'll be here supporting you in the wings. And as I said, when you're over this way, let's get some beers and, and shoot sure. the shit properly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down. And uh, we have to make a plan where we can sort it out, where I can throw it to you. Like, we can just buy old, old TVs for a fuck. Yeah. Do, do you know what i know i've hit 30 and i should think i'm a dad now i shouldn't do those things but i will gladly rent a room somewhere we just won't tell the wife yeah there we go yeah and we won't tell, yeah, yeah we won't tell no one we'll just do it on our own she'll <laughs> she'll uh she'll ask me and she'll say what, what, what are you guys up to i'll just send that with jason and matt to go and get some dill pickle hummus from somewhere never you mind don't worry about what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> dude i can't sit down and have a meal a couple of brews and uh yeah throw a tv out the fucking window why not keep it keep it casual as i say <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, know my I know my manager's gonna hear this but yeah all right wrap it up it's already been an hour and a half yeah no worries dude. man it's been a pleasure all right and if anybody listens to this and i didn't get to thank them for anything that you know has gone on also yeah thank you big big thank you to john fryer mm-hmm. uh big thank you to eric labras okay big thank you to all the new members in the band they're like family every every fucking buddy so it's like all right let's just wrap this shit <laughs> thank you no matt thank all you right, dude. thank you guys right. talk to you soon man take care of all yourself right. have a good one you and too you man do. thank you Six one six. Six one six. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, if we uh, leave it there. So yeah, there we go. What an episode! Yeah, that was brilliant. What a chat. What a bloke, yeah, man. Yeah, that man. is cool as fuck, isn't he? I told you, man. I told you it'd be a good conversation. As I said, I had a lot of time um, where I got to talk to him. Yeah, you were always um, after. You know, any any time you were ever on the phone with him, you know, you always like. Oh, dude, I was chatting to Matt, man. Fucking next thing I know, it's been over an hour. We're just chatting away, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah no, really down to earth, really cool bloke, man. Really, truly wish him all the best for the future. Um, yeah, and I can't wait for a, a follow up episode. Hopefully, you know, we can, um, you know, find out some more about yeah. the things that maybe he couldn't, couldn't quite talk about today. And, um, 
you know, uh, and hopefully he can do a European tour next year. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll certainly uh, we'll come out and uh, we'll see him and we'll, like you said, you know, we'll get some TVs, <laughs> get, an old, get an old TV from a charity shop or something and just, uh, yeah, bomb out of a window. We'll, we'll go full Motley crew on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah we'll snort, we'll snort, snort some fire ants and just go nuts. <laughs> right well on, on that note it's probably yeah. time to say goodbye yeah no that was brilliant um yeah thoroughly enjoyed that that was really good cool well here's to episode seven we'll yes. see you all soon see you soon guys take, take care, care.